Yes. We don't need you now. He's here. <laughs> How you doing, man? You doing well? He looks so big. No, they just got a little
There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And the shepherds found Mary and Joseph, and the baby who was lying in a manger. And so the prophecy was fulfilled with the scripture, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace.
And behold, there came wise men and some wise women from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born the king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us.
relatives and I was like, oh wow, they put the lights on the poles, you know. It's Christmas time. People are making plans and going with going to see family over here, going to see family over here, avoiding this part of their family over here. People Starbucks is their their peppermint mochas is like their the, the most famous drink right now. They're selling out. You can't barely get it. I don't actually know because I don't drink them very often, but I'm just sure anything with peppermint in it right now is a hit. It's Christmas time. Christmas time. Now another sign, besides all these things, it's Christmas time, is the Christmas lists. What am I going to get this person? What are they going to get me? What should I get them? What do I want for Christmas? What do they want for Christmas? How much are we going to spend on Christmas? Maybe we don't actually ask that question, but maybe we should. <laughs> year after year. Year after year. I've been doing it 45 years now. We do the same thing. We make out some lists, we prepare, we, 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 we look around, we, we dig, we, we find, and we give gifts in celebration of the greatest gift that's ever been given, and that is the birth of Jesus Christ into this world. He came into this world to live in this world and ultimately to die for this world because he loves us. So in all 45 years of me being on this earth, there's a few Christmases that stick out to me. The first one that sticks out to me is when I was in elementary school. I asked my mom and dad for a bike. I wanted a bike. Christmas came. Present. We all run downstairs to our typical, everybody just run downstairs at the crack of dawn kind of a thing. And there were Christmas piled up under, there were presents piled up under the, the tree. We had like, I have five sisters, four brothers, and people were always staying with us. So, so everybody had like three or four gifts, there was a lot of stuff underneath that tree. So you come downstairs, you're like, woo! You know what I'm saying? Stuff stuffed in the tree and all under there. And we would just get in there and we would just tear through them presents. It was just, it was ravenous. I don't even know. I just remember everybody would get their presents and like carry them off. And like start figuring out how they were going to hide their presents from all the other brothers and sisters. Well, that particular Christmas, the same things happened, and I went and looked, and there were presents, and before you know it, all the presents are gone, and I'm sitting there with some socks and underwear and maybe a new toothbrush. Now, I was never one to throw a temper tantrum. I was one of the older ones, so I was the one that got it the most harder when I acted up. You're the oldest. You should know how to act. You know, so you got to kind of temper how you react to things. So I was just trying to, like, navigate the situation, extremely disappointed, but just trying to roll with it. And then my mom and dad finally played out the situation. and like, hey, David, take out the garbage, you know, being all mean to me and stuff. And I went outside, and there was my bike. I was so happy. And I'll tell you, I loved that bike. I rode the wheels off that bike. And I'm not even joking. Like, I had to learn how to switch out wheels because I just tore that bike to pieces. It didn't have regular brakes. It had the brakes where you push back on the back wheel to slow down. So my back wheel was wore slap out four or five times over. I rode that bike every which way I could around my neighborhood forth to school. I loved my bike. That was a great gift. There was this other time my grandparents flew me into Alabama or wherever they were living, the Boston or something at the time. They flew me in for Christmas with them. Never did it before. They never did it again. But this one year, they, they, sent, they flew me to spend Christmas with them. And to my, in my eyes, my grandparents were rich. And so I was really excited about Christmas with them. 
And I got there, and you know, it's a few days, and Christmas family is in from out of town, so we're doing games and eating, you know, lots of ginger snap cookies, grandma's favorites, famous ginger snap cookies. That's where I grew my love for them. And Christmas Day comes, and, and before I went to bed, you know, you always peek under the tree before you go to bed, you're like, hmm. Just take a gander, you know, take a little look-see to see what kind of stuff is the foundation for Christmas. Because you know when you go to bed, mom and dad or whoever's around there, they're going to sneak some stuff in and be like, oh, Santa came. I got to be careful, kids are in here. So, I go to bed and I get up the next morning and I'm going full bore like I used to do at home. I got out there and I ran to that living room to look at the big pile of expensive gifts that my rich grandparents got me. Oh, I was so excited. I got out there and don't you know, don't you know, there was not one more gift under that tree than there was the night before. And there began my disappointment mixed with anxiety that this Christmas was not going to be like I thought it was. It was followed by everyone very slowly getting out of their beds and making their way into the living room after they got their cup of coffee. They all find their place in the living room on the chair or on the, on the couch and sat there and just casually chatting, not understanding the importance of the moment, not understanding that we needed to get with the program and the mission was presence, but no one thought this, I guess, but me. Because then my grandpa, I don't know what he was thinking, he pulls out a Bible. I don't even think I knew what a Bible was. And he starts reading a story. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't even, I'm like seeing red. My insides are jumping up and down. I may not have a bunch of presents under the tree, but I certainly do have some. And that's all I want to do is open my presents. Reads and he reads and he reads. And then he prays. I'm like, surely this can't go on forever. We all are gathered in the living room wearing this tree. I guess I'm the only one that sees it. Finally, somebody, someone notices the Christmas tree and notices all the presents and begins to pass them out. One by one. Here you go, Aunt Susie. Hands are the present. I'm like, okay, great, moving on. Everybody stops and waits. Aunt Susie takes the tape off, opens up the present. It's probably a blanket. Oh, this is so wonderful. Everybody's like, oh, doing like little golf clubs. Oh, that's so nice. I'm like, blanket, got it. Next. Somebody grabs a present, takes it to the next person in line, and this goes on forever. Eventually, somehow, I don't know how I made it through, but we got through all the presents, and I sat there, just shook my head, wiped the sweat off my head, and said, whoo, man, I just don't know. But I'll tell you what, I will never forget the way that day made me feel. I don't remember any presents that I opened that day, but I will surely tell you I will never forget the way that I felt that day. But more than that, the next year when I got home, typical Christmas, come downstairs, everybody just runs to the Christmas tree like it's a ham hock or something, just dove in and all that was left when they left was a bone of a tree. 
And in the flurry of everyone just reaching for their presence and opening their stuff and walking off, I, I really, honestly, truly just stood there and just the contrast of the spirit of what just happened to what had happened the year before, it struck me very, very hard. And to this day, the way we approach our Christmas morning celebration is, is greatly affected by how that all went on. What a gift my grandparents gave me by showing me and leading the way as to a different way to go about the celebration of the birth of our Savior. Now look, I don't mind getting things for people. I am, I, it's tough. Gift giving for me is tough, okay? I, I don't mind getting things for people, but if things are what I give, I want those things to be significant. It's kind of the drive that I have behind making my grandma's ginger snap cookies. It meant something to me when we ate those ginger snap cookies. It means something to me when I cook those ginger snap cookies. And it truly, truly, truly means something to me to be able to give out my grandma's cookies. A couple months ago, just kind of a little bit of a side note, my grandma Mitt Gordon passed away. And so this year I'm on a mission to make as many ginger snap cookies as possible in honor of her. My poor little mixers is gonna be burning it up. Ginger snap cookies to the left, ginger snap cookies to the right. If you don't get ginger snap cookies, just, just come, I'll make them, I promise. If you ask me, I'll get them for you, I promise. Text me, write me a note. I don't know, we'll, we'll work it out. But I don't just wanna give a gift. I wanna give the perfect gift. I don't wanna just give stuff. I wanna give the perfect gift. But even more than I want to give the perfect gift to those around me, since we are, in fact, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, I want to give him a gift. I want to give something to him. I want to do something for him. But I don't want to just do something. And I don't just want to give him something. I want to do the perfect thing. I want to give God the perfect gift for Christmas. But what do you give he who has it all? What do you do for him who doesn't need you to do anything for him? And what can you say to him that already knows what you're thinking? I'm going to tell you what it is. The perfect gift that you can give to Jesus is yourself. Is yourself. The perfect thing that you can do, the best gift that you can give to God in honor of Him is yourself. A fresh and a new offering yourself to the King of Kings. Lifting up your hands and lifting up your heart to Him and saying, God, here I am. I don't know what to get you because I know you don't need nothing. But here I am. I am all yours. We can lay at his feet, not just figuratively, but actually physically. We can find a place. And it doesn't have to be here today. 
but we can find a place to honor him with our actions and honor him with our worship and take a moment to stop all the things that are going on in our life, all of the to-do lists and, and all the other stuff. Put him first for a few moments and just close your eyes and lift your hands and say, God, here I am. All these other things that are battling in my mind for my attention, I'm telling them just to hold on. And my Christmas present to you, God, is right here, right now. our hands and we can open our heart it's then it's then when we have given ourselves to the holy when we have reached out to the things that are not seen and we've touched the things beyond the physical then we can glean the supernatural strength to truly love and give to those around us Luke 6 and 38 says give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down Shake it together and run it over. When we give ourselves a fresh and new to God, he gives back and he is the perfect give giver. James 1 and 17 again says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God is the perfect gift giver. and love and forgive and be patient by ourselves. We need God. 
gave us wisdom to navigate the complicated circumstances of the relationships that we hold dear. There's folks in here, you've got relationships that are easy and they're great and they're wonderful and they're, they don't need any work, they don't need any help. It's, it's, it's good. But there's folks in here that have relationships with people that they love that aren't great. Things have happened, things have gone on, situations and circumstances have caused there to be some complications in this whole deal of interacting, loving, and forgiving. And that's where we need God. That's where we, as a Christmas present to Him, as a Christmas present to ourselves, and as a Christmas present to the those that we love, we say, God, here I am. You're not confused. This isn't complicated to you, God. I'm taking this situation, this circumstance to you, God, and I pray that you'd help me to be led of your spirit. I want to love people. I want to give the perfect gifts, but I can't do that on my own. I'm shallow. I'm, I'm, I'm surface level. I'm, I'm just a basic human, but I need a supernatural God to help me to love supernaturally those around me, and God wants to do it. God wants to fill us with a supernatural love, peace, and patience with our, with, for the people around us that we can never understand. He's waiting. He's sitting there at the door, and, and he's just knocking, and he's waiting for somebody just to open the door and experience this perfect love that only he, only he can give. Let's stand to our feet. I told you I was going to try to keep this quick. I know people are sitting out there. You probably already have presents under your tree. Got your gift list halfway done, all the way done, not done at all like me. But before you even go any further in your Christmas season gift giving, why don't we take a minute today? We got the opportunity. You don't have to go to Barnes and Nobles or Starbucks or you don't have to go to the mall or the outlets to accomplish this mission. Why don't we take a minute today and let's get, give God the gift of us here today. Let's give God some time and opportunity just to work into our hearts and minds and do the things that he wants to do. The best gift that we can give God to ourselves and to those around us is give ourselves to God afresh anew. Let us pray today. Let us find a place. Let us take a moment. Let us take a moment and offer ourselves to God. Let's make room in our hearts. Let's make room in our hearts for God. Push those other things aside. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Here we are. Yes, Jesus.
We're going to let these that are praying continue to pray. If you have any offering to give today, we want to welcome you to come and give. Next Sunday, we are only having our 9.30 a.m. service. Next Sunday, our only our 9.30 a.m. service. God bless you. Let's make sure this season we give the perfect gifts in Jesus' name. Giving the offering. Turn around, shake somebody's hand. Those that are praying, continue to pray. Be safe on the roads. God bless.